0: Coming up on 5-Minute News. Bolton says Trump asked China to help him get re-elected. Staying home means starving to death for millions displaced in Yemen. And officer charged with murder for shooting Rashard Brooks. It's Thursday, June 18th. I'm Anthony Davis. Donald Trump pleaded with China's Xi Jinping during a 2019 summit to help his re-election prospects, according to a scathing new book by former Trump advisor John Bolton, that accuses the president of being driven by political calculations when making national security decisions. The White House was working furiously to block the release of the book, whose China revelations carry echoes of Trump's efforts to solicit political help from Ukraine that led to his impeachment. Bolton, Trump's national security adviser for a 17-month period, called Trump's attempts to shift the June 2019 conversation to the US election a stunning move and wrote that it was among innumerable conversations that formed a pattern of fundamentally unacceptable behaviour that eroded the very legitimacy of the presidency. Deeply critical of the president and much of his senior team, Bolton wrote that because staff had served him so poorly, Trump saw conspiracies behind rocks and remained stunningly uninformed on how to run the White House, let alone the huge federal government. He added that while he was at the White House, Trump typically had only two intelligence briefings a week, and in most of those, he spoke at greater length than the briefers, often on matters completely unrelated to the subjects at hand. The 577-page book paints an unvarnished portrait of Trump and his administration, lending the most vivid first-person account yet of how Trump conducts himself in office. As for the meeting with the Chinese president in Osaka, Japan, Bolton wrote that Trump told Xi that Democrats were hostile to China. He then, stunningly, turned the conversation to the coming US presidential election, alluding to China's economic capability to affect the ongoing campaigns. Pleading with Xi to ensure he'd win, Bolton said. He stressed the importance of farmers and increased Chinese purchases of soybeans and wheat in the electoral outcome. Bolton wrote that he would print Trump's exact words, but the government's pre-publication review process had decided otherwise. The book, titled The Room Where It Happened, a White House memoir, which is set to be released on Tuesday by Simon & Schuster, has been the subject of a lengthy battle between Bolton and the White House. In the book, Bolton describes every Trump decision as being guided by concerns for his own re-election, a claim that evokes the scandal that sparks Trump's impeachment last year. When Jamil al-Sabut and his family were told by a Yemeni aid agency to self-isolate to stop the spread of coronavirus, he knew he would not heed the advice. For the 40-year-old father of 10, uprooted by civil war and living in a tent on a hillside above the southwestern city of Taiz, staying home means giving up on life. The COVID-19 pandemic has exposed inequalities around the world, with low-income workers from Bogota to London this week risking their health by returning to work in countries easing lockdowns, while wealthier people stay home. In impoverished Yemen, where the pandemic is now taking hold, millions of displaced people face an even bleaker choice – head out and risk infection, or stay home and go hungry. We are scared of coronavirus, but we can't stay at the camp, as we do not have enough food even for one day. Staying here means starving, said Sabut. The arrival of the pandemic added to afflictions already facing the Arab world's poorest nation, including widespread hunger and a major cholera outbreak. Five years of war have left 80% of its population of more than 24 million relying on aid and 3.6 million displaced. Healthcare services are collapsing About 6 million women and girls of childbearing age in Yemen Are in need of support And more than a million pregnant and lactating women are malnourished According to the United Nations Population Fund Newborn babies in Yemen are forced to eat leaves to stay alive Prosecutors brought murder charges yesterday against the white Atlanta police officer who shot Rayshard Brooks in the back, saying that Brooks was not a deadly threat and that the officer kicked the wounded black man and offered no medical treatment for over two minutes as he lay dying on the ground. Brooks was holding a stun gun he had snatched from the officers and he fired it at them during the clash, but he was running away at the time, and was 18 feet 3 inches from Officer Garrett Rolfe when Rolfe started shooting, District Attorney Paul Howard said in announcing the charges. I got him, the prosecutor quoted Rolfe as saying. The felony murder charge against Rolfe carries life in prison or the death penalty, if prosecutors decide to seek it. He was also charged with 10 other offences punishable by decades behind bars. We've concluded at the time that Mr Brooks was shot, that he did not pose an immediate threat of death, Howard said. Brooks' killing Friday night sparked new demonstrations in Georgia's capital against police brutality after occasionally turbulent protests over Floyd's death had largely died down. Atlanta police chief Erica Shields resigned less than 24 hours after Brooks died and the Wendy's restaurant was burned down. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please leave a review on iTunes Podcasts or Amazon. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily.